Hey family, it's Shayna of the Prayer Podcast here for another episode. Now last week I didn't post an episode. I was going to Tuesday night and I thought it was too late and I don't know, all the things. So this week to make up for that, I'm actually going to post one prayer every day. So this one will be a standard prayer like it used to and then every other day, Monday, at least Monday through Friday, it'll just be a prayer. So it won't be a scripture or anything like that. That's my way of saying sorry, I guess. (laughs) Um, Today is an interesting day. And so we're going to talk about the Corinthians today. And this week I've been all over the place. Me and God have had some conversations, honey, about me just kind of growing weary. And he has sent people to remind me not to grow weary and well-doing and reminded me that he hasn't forgotten about me. And so I'm very grateful um, for the signs and wonder that he's shown this week. But I say all that to say that I've kind of been all over the place with my tips and what the scripture I wanted to read. And I was just not focused. So I guess maybe this could be a testament to the fact that sometimes you just feel like you're not on your A game and your spiritual walk. And don't feel bad about that, right? Lean into that. Really tell God, like, Lord, I don't know what to say. You know my heart. You're just going to have to help me through this moment here because he's not seeking perfection he's seeking vulnerability and honesty and us turning to him and being just real so this week has been one that's been like real like all right god um the kid not feeling what's up (laughs) and you know it's been some you know truth serum my way that i've said that i want to do this for christ and that is not always going to be fun or easy but then it's also been so much love and grace that god has reminded me that he's given to me and validation that um that I am being faithful to him and and to keep going so um if you want to hear really specifically I guess what is going on with that DM me on Instagram and maybe I'll do an episode going into detail about kind of what's going on my week but I guess the point is doesn't really matter what you're going through right everybody's going through their own thing but the point is that is not perfection that we seek. So that was what I wanted to tell you guys. So God gave me early on last week a tip of the week. And child, I forgot it. If you don't write it down, you'll forget it. And so he gave me another one today, which I'm grateful for. Because I was like, Lord, I kind of forgot that one. Um, and so the tip of the week for reading your Bible and being prayerful. First of all, read your Bible. I know that's hard. Um, and maybe if y'all want DM me, let me know if you would like some recommendations on how to read your Bible. Or things that at least help me. But um One thing about prayer, sometimes you don't know what to say. And I think I talk about this a lot because it really is a struggle. You don't know what to say. You don't know how long it's supposed to be. Like, is it parameters in this? Can you just say what's up and keep it moving? Um, And yes and yes to all those things. But one thing that's helped me is once I read my Bible and I find verbiage that kind of speaks to identity or how I see how other people in the Bible worship God or talk to God and God was pleased with that, then that kind of helps me like, no, okay, this is maybe a way that I, I think I can incorporate in my prayer life. So um, in Isaiah 6, it talks about um, the sheriff and I don't know how to pronounce that, but basically some angelic creatures, things. I don't know what they, they're angelic beings, <laughs> spiritual beings. <laughs> um, they were flying around and praising God and they said, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled of his glory. That is Isaiah 6, verse 3. So, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. So, I was like, okay, that's a good way for me to maybe start. If I don't know what to say, maybe I just start worshiping and blessing his name and saying, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, you know, and kind of go in from there. So, I think once I get started, then it's easy to continue and to talk. But sometimes that starting is hard. So maybe that's a good way to start is kind of once you read the Bible, if you hear something at um, 
at church or other places where they are saying positive things and you're like, oh, that's good. Then maybe write that down and it's a good place to start. Um, Today we're going to be in the Corinthians, the first and second Corinthians. Funny story on why. Um, I remember God told me Corinthians verse, excuse me, Corinthians chapter two, verse 15. Well, there's a first Corinthians and there's a second Corinthians. And because I didn't write down if I was supposed to be in first or second, I couldn't remember. But actually, first Corinthians two fifteen and second Corinthians two fifteen actually walk hand in hand. So it it worked out in my favor this time. But God is really teaching me, Shana, write things down. You have a note section, you got pen and paper, you got a voice recorder. Otherwise you'll forget it and you'll lose it and you'll be frustrated with yourself. Before we do that, a couple housekeeping things. Remember you guys to follow me on Instagram at the Prayer Podcast. Y'all DM me. I've had dm conversations with so many of you guys and it really blesses me and i want to continue that so y'all just dm me and continue to talk back and forth and you know let me know how's how it is going also share this with a friend we want to expand our family which is friends and family here at the prayer podcast and so i need your help with that um rate like subscribe do all the things so we can get this out to more people so they can get the world praying okay that's what we want to do we want to do this together this is not my podcast i pray I could pray at home. I do this for all of us to just grow and get better and be more pleasing to God and be more effective in our prayer lives. Um, So I hope that it's helping you and blessing you. I look forward to hearing from you in that way. Um, I would just say before we get into the prayer, if you want to read first Corinthians chapter two and second Corinthians chapter two in its totality, it really is helpful and it really does set the scene for what I'm going to pray about. Um, but I just thought it was funny that I was like, Lord, I don't know which Corinthians we in, which letter to the church we're talking about. So we're just going to talk about both of them. <laughs> um, so if you follow me in your Bible, you may kind of be like, okay, what does she get that reference? So it's either in first or second, but again, we're praying a totality to God. So, um. I learned a lot of lessons this week and God has really been dealing with me and challenging me and pushing me. And if you agree that he's been doing that for you, y'all send me a message, send me a DM, comment on a picture on Instagram so I'll know we in this together forever, okay? All right, let's get into it. Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. We thank you so much, God, for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord, that you would never leave us nor forsake us. I thank you, God, when we go tired and we go weary and when we start having negative self-talk, that you will, in your infinite wisdom and power and love and grace and mercy, kind of come see about us. If you have somebody say something to us that empowers us or help us to snap ourselves out of the rut or show us something that you've never forgotten us, that you always will know when enough is enough and when we need some salvation God help us to not be so hard on ourselves that we do need maintenance that we are like a spiritual car that you can have the best car most expensive car in the world but would you be surprised if you needed an oil change would you be surprised if you needed a tune-up no it doesn't mean that the car is not good or it's not doing its job it just means that sometimes we need to stop and and check on things same thing with us it doesn't mean that we're not pleasing to you doesn't mean that we're not spiritually mature but it means that sometimes we just have to stop and say hey am I am I really still in tune am I still aligned am I still learning what God wants for me and be able to be vulnerable with you about all the things and even if our vulnerability can only be Lord I don't know what to say right now you know my heart I need your help that's enough for you. That's more than enough for you. And we're so thankful for it right now, God. 
We thank you, Lord, that you tell us in First Corinthians 2, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of men imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. God, help us to not be so small that we think only thing that you prepare for us are material gains. Lord, I'm calling what you prepare for us to be healing and wholeness and joy and steadfastness and a testimony and helpfulness and servitude. Lord, all the things that are pleasing to you is what we want you to prepare for us. And if money and things follow it, awesome. But if not, God, we thank you that you've kept and rebuke, kept us and rebuked the devourer for our sake. That's something that you prepare for us is a full life, a life of forgiveness, a life of moving forward, a life that is pleasing to you, a life that makes you smile when you look down upon it, God. I thank you, Lord, that you are revealing things to us through the spirit because you know that we know that you search the depths of our soul. We know that you're showing us, hey, this is a place that has gone unchecked. This is a place where your heart is still hardened. This is a place where I want to use you. This is a place where you've grown and should be celebrated. This is a place where you need to seek professional help or counseling, God, that you've searched the depths of our soul. And because of your searching, you can reveal to us all things in, in this time. And that, Lord, when we hear these revelations, when we see these revelations, help us not to turn a blind eye or a deaf ear, but help us to lean in even in uncomfortable comfortable situations to not avert our eyes to things that are not glamorous or are not um, glittering or are not brushed over with positivity but that are really hurt and damaged and undone and not complete and help us to know that when we go through that that's where purpose is exposed and not in these fake filtered moments but where we search the depths of our soul using the holy spirit Lord, I thank you that nobody can comprehend the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. But you have given things to us freely, God, that we may understand who you are. You've given us the Bible. You left with us the Holy Spirit. You've left allowed us to be able to pray with you directly and not have to go through a high priest. You've given us churches that we can visit. You've given us friends and other spiritual um, leaders. You've given us books and magazines and TV shows and podcasts and and Instagram pages and all the things that well we can learn more about you. You've freely given us the ability to know you more, to know you clearly, to know you wholeheartedly, and not from people who want to use the word of God for profit. The Bible talks about profit or people who want to use it to manipulate you, the people who want to use it in a way that is not contextually sound to make you do what they want you to do or to uh, make you think the way they want you to think or worship the way they want you to worship. But God, you've given us an opportunity to to seek you and to say, hey, no, I know what this is based on not only all the things that you've given us, but because the Holy Spirit speaks to us and he leads us and he guides us and he um, kind of gives this jolting, this urge in our system when something is astray. And that we will listen to that. Some people call it intuition and all these other things. And I I have no problem with the title, but let's know what it is. It's that our God, our spirit man, our Holy Spirit is unctioning us towards the things of God and against the things that are not of him. God, help us to be honorable to those unctions, to those notions, to those pushes and those taps from the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that the Bible in 1 Corinthians 2.14 says a natural person does not accept the things of the spirit for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because 
they are spiritually discerned, but the spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one for who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Well, that's a grand way of saying that our thoughts and our perspectives can be with God and that we should commune with you spiritually. What does that look like? Does it look like breaking bread with, you know, the spirit of God? No, it looks like saying, "Okay, God, help me in this moment. And you may hear him audibly or it may be signs or it may be something that somebody else says that pierces your heart. Or maybe you read in the word and maybe a revelation. It may be lots of different things and come in lots of different ways because God can use all things and no thing is off limit for him because all things are under his submission. But what we do know is that we don't want to be a natural person that can't understand how God works. We've seen you use things. We've seen you use the kings that are against you in order to like Pharaoh in order to uh, forward the mission of Christ and to elevate your name. So why can't you use a president? We've seen you take families and, and they leave one place and go to another place and you prosper them. So why can't you use our family? We've seen you heal blind men and people with the issue of blood and, and lame people. So why can't you do it for others? We've seen you, um, show care and mercy to a woman who was sleeping with lots of uh, other people's husbands, but none of them was her husband. So why can't we show that same grace and mercy to the people that are our neighbors and not necessarily just right next door, but in our world, in our community? We've seen you say that the woman who gave out of her poverty gave more than those who gave out of their, out of their riches. So why can't we follow in that direction and give? Even if it feels like we're giving out of our poverty, especially if it feels like we're giving out of our poverty. Because you tell us that we have the mind of Christ, which means the way that you think, because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, that's the way that our brain should be transformed to think. So we need to have spiritual eyes to see and hear and decipher the things of this world. Lord, help us to be slow to give or take offense, but really quick to have spiritual discernment of all situations and speak the truth of the word of God in spirit and in truth and wisdom and love and kindness and, and mercy and grace. But honesty and with honesty, let us be quick to repent, quick to apologize, quick to say, you know, what the Lord will want and not to see what will make us feel good or look good. God, help us in that, grow us in that, and help us to know it's not going to be overnight perfection, but we want to be constantly chipping away at our natural man to where we can't even recognize that person. That we're no longer called by that natural name, but we're called by our spiritual name. That we're no longer Saul, but we're appalled. God, we thank you, Lord, that you can change it around. You changed so many people around, Lord, and we know that we are loved and beloved by you. And that you care about how we act. You care about the life that we live. You care about the way that we walk and the way that we talk. You love us. Jesus loves you. He loves me. And it's not this superficial, conditional, I only love you if you do what I tell you to do. I only love you if you call me back. I only love you on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays because Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, I got other things going on. I'm in my feelings. It's not that kind of love. It's real. It's true. It's unconditional. It's without walls. The thing you're thinking right now that's unlovable, he loves that. The thing you did yesterday that's unlovable, he loves that. The thing you did that was disrespectful to your sister, you you know, your spiritual sister and maybe your natural sister, but sister, meaning a woman that God loves that the things that you did to disrespect um, your spiritual brother. He loves you. Despite of that, the things that your parents have done to you, the things you've said to someone else, or all the things 
Because, God, we have things, right? There's so many things in our mind. Oh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe she said that. I was forced to do this. I was abused. I was mistreated. I was misled. I made a poor decision. I had an abortion. I cursed somebody out. I stole from somebody. I went to jail. I killed somebody. All the things. All the things. Now, there are ways that God wants us to handle that. There are consequences that we have to face Based on our actions, but that does not negate or separate us from the love of God. Lord, let that sink in and nothing else does. Let the love of God sink in. Let it overtake us, Lord. Let it be a tingling that starts on our toes and ends in our hairs, Lord. And we can feel it all over, Lord. That Like the robe in the temple, how it fills the place. Let the love of God fill our temple, our body, our place where the Holy Spirit resides right now, God. And let it feel that way constantly we feel forsaken let that tingling take over that says this is the love of God that is unconditional this is the love of God that will never leave you nor forsake you this is a love of God that gives you the mind of Christ to do the right things even though your flesh wants to do the wrong thing it's a constant battle between natural and spiritual God help our spirit man to win and Lord we thank you right now God that we are, this, this is Second uh, Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. What does that mean? That means that people don't see God. We There are a handful of people, but I don't know them all. I can think of Isaiah maybe and, I don't know, Moses and Jesus probably, who have seen, not probably Jesus, absolutely, who have seen the face of God. And I'm not 100% sure Moses saw the face of God. Maybe that would be something we fact check. But there are a handful of people who've seen the face of God. I haven't. There are a handful of people who've had that open heaven moment. I have not. There are a handful of people who've heard the audible voice of the Lord. I have not. There are a handful of people who've seen, um, you know, God manifest himself in ways like a burning bush or something along those lines. I have not. But I have seen the face of my brother. I have seen the face of my neighbor. I have seen the face of a homeless man. I have seen the face of a baby. I have seen the face of a teenager. I've seen the face of somebody who's been abused. I've seen the face of a criminal. And I, I, the person who calls myself a Christian, a Christ follower, a representative of heaven on this earth, am the aroma, am the smell, am the representation, am the byproduct, am the salesperson, am the... um manifestation of Christ to those who are saved to those who believe those other Christians who are still working on their love walks the same way that I am but also to those who are perishing those who say I don't believe in God um I am a different religion I'm agnostic I'm atheist I'm in a cult I worship sex I worship the devil I, all these you know I'm Wicca and Scientology and all the people who are perishing I am the face of Christ to them. You are the face of Christ to them. We are the aroma of Christ amongst those who have been saved and are perishing. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not peddlers of the word. We're meaning we're not doing it for profit. We're not saying, hey, give me a dollar. I'll read the Bible to you. Give me a dollar. You know, I can... Be sure that, you know, all these things are going. Give me a dollar. I'll pray for you. It's, it's not that. We're not peddling the word of God for profit. But we're doing it with sincerity of those who are commissioned 
by God. In the sight of God, we speak to Christ. Those who are commissioned or called by God to be the aroma of Christ. Now, we all have different purposes and we all have different calls and all these these you know theological terms. But one thing I know we are all called to do is be the aroma of Christ on this earth. God, show us where the aroma stinks. Show us where that fragrance is not a sweet smell that is representative of you, but it is stank. Okay, when your attitude is stank, when you go somewhere and you call yourself a Christian and you are rude to the waitress or you're rude to the person checking you out or you just stank towards your kids. If you got a, had a bad day, if you have a bad attitude towards your baby mama, or baby daddy, or you just can't stand your mama or you over your co-workers. Lord, is that how you would act? And Lord, let us not get confused and so high and mighty to say being fake is being Christian because that ain't it either. You were not fake. You were very clear about what you expected, who you were, what was required, what was not acceptable. You are very clear. And as Christians, we need to get very clear on the things of God. But what you were also was loving. You were you criticized in love. You corrected. Let me get that right. You corrected in love. You were stern, but you were fair. People could always come back to you. You were unconditional. You were the same all the time. Jesus was Jesus was Jesus everywhere he went. They knew he was coming. They knew how he would act. And you had a reasoning amongst all things. And you had discernment to say, mm, is this even worth my time? Is this even worth me addressing? Is this even worth me saying? But when it was worth, you spoke with conviction. You were a man of your word. You were loving. You cried with those who cried. You were sincere. You were personable. Come on, Holy Spirit. Help us to see places where we are not the aroma of Christ. Well, we talk bad about people behind their back. When we laugh at jokes that are racist or prejudiced. When we turn our back or a blind eye to say, you know what? I got enough stuff going on. I can't worry about what's going on at the border right there. And not to say that God has called us all to that, but he has called us to pray for all things. So it takes nothing to pray for something or somebody and ask God, Lord, I know you haven't called me to, you know, to to be able to solve the problem at the border. But I know, God, that you are a problem solver. So, God, whoever you have called right now, let them rise up like the men and women before us have done and take their rightful place and being the problem solver in that avenue. And Lord, help me to rise up and be the problem solver in my avenue. There are plenty of problems to be solved and we were all birthed to solve a problem. So, God, there's a problem in our politics. Lord, there are problems in our schools. There are problems when black girls have been held captive and, and are disappearing. And 40 percent of black of uh, the people who are kidnapped are black. But we only are a small minority of the population. God, that's a problem. And you didn't just call that to be a black people problem. That is a Christian problem. Lord, rise up people who are they're supposed to do that. And there are plenty of girls who are anorexic or bulimic or who don't have self-love. God, you've called people to speak into that. Lord, rise them up. Let them be the aroma of Christ in that avenue. And Lord, we need teachers who are loving and caring. God, rise them up in that avenue. Lord, right now we need kids to stand up for other kids who are being bullied. I don't care how young they are, God, that you can use the youngest of the young. Lord, rise them up right now to be a voice of the people of their generation. Lord, there are native people who are being disrespected. Lord, rise people up to be allies and helpful in that avenue. 
to be the aroma of Christ in that avenue. In all things, this is not a race thing. It's not a gender thing. It's a person thing. It's a Christian thing. And God, we only think that we have been, oh, help me, Holy Spirit. You, we think that we've been birthed to help our people, to help black people and white people and Hispanic people and Vietnamese people. And because these are our people, you think these is, this is our issues. But God, I believe that right now you're shaking things up. You're saying, yes, little black girl, you here to help the little white girls over over here that's dealing with these things that you have no idea of. But you've called to help them and speak into their life. And yes, um, Vietnamese woman, you are called over here to help these children over here. These black children over here that need your assistance. And yes, yes, Korean lady, you're called over here to help these native people. Like It doesn't matter because you're, you're saying that we are all your people. So you're calling us the causes. You're not calling us the skin color. And there is something beautiful about culture and you created us differently, but you do not create us to be only um, invested in our skin color. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I'm calling for the Christians to rise up and say, I'm a Christian first. And I go where I am called. I go to a foreign land. I go to a land where people may or may not look like me. The issues may or may not be the issue that I grew up with. But God has equipped me to handle this in here today. Lord, there is no longer any space for us to be misaligned. And that we can care about things that matter to our culture, to our parents, to our experience, to our lifestyle. Yes, but you've also said, I'm calling you to something that ain't got nothing to do with you. What you think has nothing to do with you. But inside of you is the answer to a problem that you didn't even know existed. Because if the answer inside of me was to a problem I knew existed, I would have answered the problem already. Help me, Holy Spirit. So inside of you, there is an answer. God, help us to find where the problem is that we can plug in in the name of Jesus. So I thank you, Lord, for the both letters to the Corinthians. I thank you, God, as you have reminded us that we are called to be the aroma of Christ to the saved and the unsaved. And that you gave us the mind of Christ for us to go forth and be a change agent for the kingdom of God outside of the kingdom of God outside of the kingdom of God. I thank you though, right now that people are being drawn to you because of our testimony and our representation about who and what you are. And I thank you Lord, the testimonies will be pouring in from the left and the right. Because we are not black or white or green or purple or Asian or Korean or Samoan. We are God's children. And we care about God's children in all shape, forms, or and capacities. It is already done. Help us to walk in the order of steps that have already been laid out, laid out before us. In your name. And God, mm, that's good, God. And when we feel like we can't do it, help us to call the name of Jesus. Because in your name, rocks will cry out in your praise. In your name, all things will kneel. In your name, everything is under your feet. In your name, nothing is too hard, too wonderful, too impossible, too overwhelming. In your name, we have answers. In your name, the impossible is possible. In your name, the unsolvable is solved. In your name, mountains are moved. In your name, finances are 
coming forth in your name. Things that were barriers are now being put down in your name. The people who were, quote unquote, the gatekeepers that were holding us out or back right now, they are being moved. And not only are they being moved, but their hearts are being changed towards you because they smell the aroma of Christ on us. So when it gets too much, and this is me preaching to myself, I will call the name of Jesus. I will literally just say Jesus, 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 Jesus over again until I remind my natural man to get back aligned with my spirit man. And so I can go and do the things that God has called me to do because my life is short. And I want to die empty. And I want to have ran my race and completed my task. And I thank you for it today. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right, family, I hope you guys enjoyed the prayer um, this week. Again, I would post a prayer every day to say sorry for not posting last week. I appreciate all that you guys have done and are doing um, to support the prayer podcast. Please feel free to share it with someone. Remember two things. First of all, if nobody in the world is praying for you, I am praying for you. And if I'm the only one, you need to get your name on some prayer list, okay? Because there's folks out here praying and you better get in the number. And secondly, remember that obedience is God's love language. And so... Be obedient, even if it's just to say, hey, start small. You don't like somebody, but God wants you to be nice. Just say, hey, how you doing, girl? Obedience. And that obedience grows. And God can't use you to do big things of obedience if he can't trust you with the small things of obedience. And so if you want to talk about what that looks like, if it's hard to know what God wants you to do, if you don't know what obedience is, um, I'll be happy to talk to you about that in my DMs on the Prayer Podcast Instagram. Um, the very least is to say, okay, let me read the Bible and see what God wants me to do. That's the very least of, you know, the first ways, I guess, the first ways of being obedient. And then he'll start calling you to personal specific things because it's not everybody. Some people, God is like, you can't drink at all. Some people's God is like, you ain't going to get married. Some people, God is like, you can't live in Atlanta. Some people is like, God is like, you know, you can't wear I don't know, booty shorts. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm just talking, but he has specific things for specific people. Yes. But there are some general Christian guidelines that he wants us all to follow and starting there is a good place to start. And then, um, if you have questions other than that, let me know. All right, guys, I look forward to talking to you guys next week and I'll be posting my prayer every day. So be sure you all tune in and have a great week.